0: Well, hello there.
1: Uh, hello, hero. I need, I need you to, to save my, my daughter, daughter Athena. Athena.
0: Of course I will. That's what I'm good at. Just me, the old prospector, good at everything. <laughs> Calm down, man. My wearing pants. Who needs them in this day and age? Oh, look, I'd like to go free just to flippity flippity. Oh, my
1: God. I'm on top of this trap. So good. Arise from your grave.
0: Hello, it's me, Batman. Ah, uh, I, I need a hero, hero to save my
1: daughter. daughter. Are you that hero? hero? I'm Batman. Uh, Where is she? She's been captured, captured
0: by uh, Nef. Rachel?
1: No, no, not Rachel. Rachel my daughter, Fina.
0: Where is she? Good God! Stop. Oh.
1: ARISE FROM YOUR GRAVE!
0: Hello, uh, hello,
1: hello?
0: Good morning.
1: God, this
0: is... I mean, I mean Zeus, Zeus, myself, this is terrible.
1: Uh, alright, alright, one more time, this, this, this is gonna be, be the one. one. ARISE FROM YOUR GRAVE!
0: Oh, where am I? I was just a podcaster, and now I'm in this strange land. You're, You're here to save my daughter Athena, Athena Hero. Hero? I've, I've been called much worse by my co-host, Trevor Franklin. That's It's good to hear that word, Hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, I that, that guy years good. Ago. Oh, good, good. He needed it. He needed to be zapped. Uh, where's your uh, daughter at there, sir? Captured by, by death, death in, in the, the Underworld. underworld. Neff. I
1: don't know where they came up, up with that name. name. It's just, just what, is what it, is, what it is. is.
0: Nef, you... Wait, you're... H- who Who are you? Uh, Zeus? Right. Listen, Listen I, I, I can tell how I'm this is going, but before I put, put you, you down, is there anything, <sighs> any last words you need to say? Sure, uh, before you put me down, as you adequately put it, um, if Zeus... I think it's who you are. If you could just quite possibly... Uh, tell all the other gods and goddesses about my podcast. What's What's the the name name of it? it? Retro... everybody, welcome to Retro Bang Bang the list That's right, we're, I don't even know, because we're not really weekly anymore. I can't even say bye, we're, whenever we can, we, uh, Retro Gaming Podcast. I'm Johnny Townsend, he's Trevor Franklin, and we're here to bring you uh, the, the views and opinions of the most highly decorated podcasting Redneck Duo and I dare say Retro Gaming Podcasting Redneck Duo history. I'm calling it. <laughs> what a, tell, Trevor, tell them all the awards we've won.
1: Oh, we've won the uh, the Dr. Scholes Award for Gout. <laughs>
0: two, two years running, by the way. <laughs> the Ortho Feed Award for Plantar Fasciitis. <laughs> Uh, the McRib oh. Award for eating more McRibs than one should.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. If I told you how many times I've had McDonald's in the last week, I think you'd be shocked.
0: It's just so easy, right? Just so, so easy. We,
1: it's the one thing I pass without any effort at all on the way home. <laughs> yeah. The app saves me so much money. I mean, <laughs> all right, let me tell you. Oh, this is actually kind of funny, and I don't think I told you. I, yeah, I don't think it. Oh, here we go. So, I was just bragging the other day. So we live in, you know, post-COVID times. Service isn't what it used to be. Yeah. I, don't necess- I don't necessarily blame the people. There's a lot of reasons. There's not enough help anywhere, blah, blah, blah. But service at fast food restaurants <laughs> isn't what it used to be. Let's just yeah. put it that way. And I do not get my correct order. Something is off a lot lately. But I was bragging to my wife, who isn't really crazy about my fast food habits to begin with. <laughs> about how McDonald's just always gets it right. It's not the best, you know, they're not the best tasting, but it's always right and it's always the same. It's almost always consistent. Yeah. Yes. The day after I said that, I placed a mobile order. So here's why I freaking get McDonald's all the time, besides the fact it's convenient. The app, I ordered two McDoubles, a large sweet tea, and a milk just to set me over $5 <laughs> because for spending $5, I got a deluxe crispy chicken sandwich. <laughs> so I got all that for like six bucks tax included, like a ton of food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just two McDoubles chicken sandwich, tea milk, but I get my bag of food and it feels right. So I don't even check it. I usually don't at McDonald's. It's always right. And I get the cheeseburgers. And first of all, I noticed the the McDoubles, the wrapper says no pickles. I'm like, I didn't say no pickles. And I open it up, and they're just regular cheeseburgers. Like, they're not McDoubles. Yeah, yeah. They each have one piece of meat. I'm like, whatever. I didn't eat all that food anyways. It's still a good deal. <laughs> so they cheated me out of two pieces of beef. <laughs> but then I or open it, what, Or whatever, ch- whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the bizarre part is I open my chicken sandwich. Now, this is the, like the $5 crispy chicken sandwich with thick chicken on it. I open it up, and it's got two chicken patties. <laughs> It's like an inch and a half of chicken.
0: What if, so here's what I'm thinking. What if they somehow ran out of burger patties and like, we've got to make it up to this guy somehow.
1: My theory was either that or they've never worked at McDonald's before or eaten at McDonald's before. So they didn't know what a McDouble was. And on the receipt, it says like, it says a uh, McDouble cheeseburger chicken sandwich or something like that. Yeah. So Maybe they read it as two cheeseburgers and a double chicken
0: sandwich. Well, McDonald's does have a thing where they put muk in front of everything, yes. and, it, and I guess it can get confusing. That's pretty funny. Oh, but the a...
1: chicken was so dry, because their chicken's kind of dry anyways, and it was like an inch and a half thick of chicken. <laughs> and they're doubling it, yeah. And they yeah. doubled it, yeah.
0: Uh, I got a McRib yesterday, and I really tr- obviously have a history of loving the McRibs, and it was fantastic. But uh, I've gotten to where I just take those giant onions off of it, just because they're just so much. Uh, cause I prefer, Oh yeah. <laughs> I prefer a chopped diced onion on my stuff. The freeze dried onions on the McDoubles are way better. <laughs> oh yeah. A hundred percent. But they put these giant ones on there and I'm like, I got most of them off, but if a few are on there whatever, you know, that's fine. It's not going to hurt me. And, uh I took a bite and then I swear to you for the rest of the day yesterday, I just tasted that onion. It just never went away. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I had a McRib Sunday.
1: You know, speaking of health. And I think it was, was it that night or the next morning? I'm like, what is that? Like, oh, yes, the McRib. Yeah. Like the onion flavor. It's the onion of it. The
0: onion is so strong. It's ridiculous.
1: Where does McDonald's get these onions? Because it's not like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not poking fun because I eat three, two two out of three meals a day. I eat at McDonald's basically. Yeah,
0: I mean, obviously this Uh, this podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, whether they know it or not. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, and I tested this out when I got my double chicken sandwich if you say retro bliss at you at the window, you'll get a 10% coupon. Um, oh yeah.
0: That's that. That's yeah. definitely true. Uh, we're not making that up whatsoever. Wink, wink, winky, wink.
1: It's 10% off of uh something somewhere. I'm not sure what, yeah.
0: but <laughs> your dignity.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's not like McDonald's uses a lot of fresh ingredients. So why are the onions like
0: the strongest on earth? I don't, they're ridiculous. I don't, I can't think of another fast food place that I've eaten an onion from that just stays with you for the rest of your day. Yes.
1: <laughs> My brother loves to spoil mystery too. I never knew that the onions, like on the quarter pounder and the McRib, are real onions. But the onions on the McDouble and cheeseburgers are like
0: reconstituted freeze-dried onions. But they're the best. They're way better. <laughs> they're so much better. I love those. Yep. What this says about us, I don't know. What uh, also says about us is we take forever before we even talk about what game we're covering. We are covering Altered Beast.
1: This was a 1988 arcade game. That got ported to the Sega Genesis in 1989 and was a pack-in game in North America and Europe. It was the, the first
0: one, right? Like before yes, Sonic. The Sonic original 2, pack-in.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was a launch game, clearly, because it was a pack-in. Um, so this was, you know, you bought your Model One Genesis on launch day, and the box is really cool. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but yeah. it's yeah, got the, the Alder awesome. Beast cover on the actual Genesis box. It's so cool. Um, so that's one thing. To note, as we talk about this game, this is the earliest of earliest Sega Genesis games. I, I'll be honest; whenever I think of Sega Genesis, I think like '91, that era. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like '89 to me, that's like NES era still. Which I, there's just a big crossover there, obviously. But
0: yeah, I'm with you on that. And all these packing games for these systems are very iconic to me. Obviously, with my Nintendo, I got I had the Duck Hunt slash Mario Brothers combo. Uh, you know, for uh, my genesis i think mine came with sonic was it the first one or second it came with one of them uh so those yeah. are like iconic games for me because of that and the games were obviously good uh so this was the packing game before i got my genesis for sure because this was the old the original oh, yeah. styles genesis too right yeah
1: we didn't get all right me and derek at least didn't get our genesis until the model 2 came out we were Same, th- yeah. several years behind on all the technology then um you know, we were still buying NES games into the early 90s, and that's why we ended up with some kind of rare games without knowing it. Um So, yeah, it just blew my mind. This was a good couple years before the first Sonic, and uh I don't know how long was the pack-in game, but I think until Sonic 1 came out.
0: I'm trying to remember if I ever actually played this in the arcades. I remember seeing it in the arcades for sure, but I don't... I definitely didn't. I don't think I ever actually played it, though. I didn't to the
1: point that I'm not sure how different it is from the Genesis version. I think the Genesis version is pretty close.
0: Yeah. But I would dare say most people probably know the Genesis version now more than they do the arcade version. Oh yeah,
1: that's definitely what I think of.
0: But I'll tell you something <laughs> that it's crazy I didn't remember.
1: Um oh uh spoiler alert, for those of you who get tired of us only talking about two player versions of games, we uh decided to uh rally behind the single players out there. And we only played this solo. Yeah, <laughs> we, that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why we Yeah. It. yeah. Also, I totally blanked on the fact this was a two-player game. Same. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. I don't think I've ever
0: played it two-player, ever.
1: I honestly <laughs> thought that years ago, the reason... So I never had this game growing up. I guess going into memories. I never had this game growing up. Uh, I picked up a copy, you know, years and years later. I swore that it was a single-player-only game, and I thought that's why we didn't bother playing it growing up, honestly. Well, I think
0: even when you're playing it, it just feels like a single-player game. Right? It really
1: does, yeah. Um, For reference, the TMNT, the original Turtles arcade game, came out in 80, or sorry, uh, 90, I guess. Yeah. No, no, it was 89, but it was still like a year later than this game in the arcade. So, yeah, we'll get into, it definitely does feel like an earlier game, I think, than the TMNT arcade game. Um, but it is. I mean, it's 88 game, 89 Genesis. So you didn't have this game on the Genesis growing up?
0: No, I definitely uh, played it uh, when I was when I had my Genesis. Though um, I'm trying to remember. I think I had had one of those. Did it come with that uh, Sega Genesis six pack game that came out? Was it one of those? Ah, I think it might have. I can't remember. It somehow I definitely played it on my Genesis though
1: when I was a kid. I remember Golden Axe, Shinobi. I'm pretty sure the original Sonic
0: Columns, Ultra Beast might have been one of the other six. I can't remember. I definitely had that game too, though. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, I've for sure played this as a kid a few times. I can't remember. It means I've had to have had it at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it wasn't one that I really searched out very much. I remember I would be like, oh, this is interesting every time I'd play it. But, uh, you know, it didn't keep my yeah. interest for very long because of. How difficult it got. Um, maybe that's different now that I'm older, Trevor. Who knows? We'll find out.
1: <laughs> uh, you just. Uh, well, let me just start off with the. I should have pulled out the dang manual, but I do know the story, and we basically already explained it in our skit. Uh, S- Zeus chooses you as the hero, um, to save his daughter Athena from the dark ruler of the underworld, Neph. <laughs> And obviously, Athena and Zeus are you know mythological. Yeah. So why didn't they go
0: Hades? Just say Hades. <laughs> who is
1: Neph? I assume they just made that up. <laughs> I don't know. It does not sound that scary. No. But uh, it does not. But I think the tagline I wrote down in my notes: the tagline for this game should be "The original Sega does what Nintendo." I think that's what this game was trying to be.
0: Um, I, I can see that because everything. It's it's definitely its own thing. I feel. Uh, I do. I did feel other games that were influenced by it for sure later on. Yeah, as I was playing it, and we'll. I'm sure we'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, yeah, (laughs) it definitely is not Mario. That's for sure. No. Um, Yeah. So you want to get into the graphics? Graphics. Let's get into it. So keep it in mind that this is an arcade port to a 16-bit console, and it's one of the early Genesis games. <laughs> I kind of think it looks pretty decent for all that. Yeah, the I think to appreciate the way this game looks,
1: you do have to know it was an original launch game for Genesis. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, the backgrounds are very stagnant, like there's no life to them. Right, yeah. But they look okay. The, the character designs definitely look older than, for example, the first Sonic. Or... And they feel stiff,
0: right? And how, they, yes. how they're animated.
1: Yeah. It just feels like it's from a different era. And in a way, it kind of is. I mean, it's from the late 80s. Um, but let me tell you, those are some impressive muscles on those beefcakes you control.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So one of the, the things that really makes this game stand out is that uh, just like you're uh, a lot of your, like, what do you call those shooters where you get power-ups all the time and they change your weapons and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like a shoot em up Yeah, it's like a shoot-em-up. <laughs> like a shoot-em-up. Like when you get upgrades on on this, like a little orb will float around and you get it, and your guy beefs up with every orb until he turns into a beast. <laughs> That's the gist yes. of this game. So it's pretty great. You do get stronger as your muscles get bigger. <laughs> So uh, actually, and your clothes uh, will rip. Oh man, <laughs> there's a lot so, of detail here.
1: My wife was uh, actually played this on my Genesis Mini, like my original Genesis Mini. Like I needed an excuse to bring it out, and I'm glad I did because it was nice playing on an original fat three button controller. Yeah, Um Genesis Mini is just really well made. But my wife walked in when I was playing it, and uh, I can't remember what she said about the character, but she she laughed pretty hard at the character because he's. In the ult- and I wrote down all the transformations we'll talk about in gameplay. But just in the human form, as you're eating these orbs and powering up, your head stays the same size, but you become giant. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> so It's, really you're taking, it's like ridiculous. each thing's like a steroid. You're taking a steroid boost. I, I literally...
1: <laughs> so this was a gameplay note, but I'm just going to say it so you all know what the game is. My original only... the Originally, the only note I wrote for gameplay is, here's what you have to do. You have to kill three blue wolves and eat three beefcake steroid pills
0: and transform into a beast. Yeah, that's, that's it. They're totally steroids, 100%. Yeah, that's it. And one of my favorite things, though, is these beast uh, designs, because they they, feel, they somehow feel indecent, though they don't show anything. Yeah. like Because
1: it's from this era, I expected it to be a female character that has a heavy bosom. Yeah. it just seems like that kind of game. It seems like Sword of Sodan in that way.
0: Yes. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: And honestly, now that I think about it, I think the Genesis version of Sword of Sodan wanted to be this game.
0: <laughs> well, I, I guarantee you it looked at this game as like uh something to strive for.
1: Yeah. Yes, because you're yeah, that's the graphics aren't fluid at all. Everything is really <laughs> stiff. There's no life to the backgrounds. It's just no. but a the... background and then you're
0: walking. But the enemy designs are interesting. Um, uh, obviously, the to me the game feels like uh, what uh, I think it, it. The biggest comparison I have to it is a much better game graphically and how you move around than this. But Ghost and Goblins, right? Like that's the feeling you kind of yeah. get. But Ghost and Goblins is a lot quicker than this ever thought it could be. <laughs> But it's the same yes, kind I, of gist, because like it feels like you're fighting z- zombies and stuff here, too, still. Yeah. yeah, You
1: are, yeah. In fact, one of the main enemies is a headless, I guess, zombie. Yeah. It's
0: just holding its own head in its arms. And one of my favorite attacks is, and this is this is still graphics because you're looking at it, is that you kick him in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shin kick, yeah. <laughs> kick is devastating. <laughs> and I also laughed about that because I'm this huge
1: beefcake. Yeah. And he <laughs> said he kicks, like, her words were, he kicks like a ballerina.
0: He does. <laughs> he's just kicking shins left and right. Yeah, he, his
1: feet literally can't go above like the height of his knees. Yeah, he's kicking like two feet, which I do relate to. But still, oh yeah, but yeah, we're not. <laughs> but I'm not. Cakes.
0: Yeah, but we're not giant beefcakes like this we're, guy is. We're cakes. <laughs> yeah, we're just cakes without the beef. <laughs> <laughs> Full fluff over here. Uh, yeah, but uh, that I do. That's my favorite part of this whole game is you get this big beefy dude, and <laughs> he just does these little shin kicks that's my favorite oh my thing gosh. about this game. I had forgot. I don't know why I'd forgotten about that. But the second I did a shin kick, I was like, Oh yeah, that's what I, that's what I remember about this game is these shin kicks. Yeah.
1: It's so ridiculous.
0: And you don't uh, put, and you get, you can punch, but you like, you have to bend down to do it. It's really weird. Uh, I was just punching. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of a blanking. I'm thinking that when a dog's attack, you have to bend down to punch. That's Oh yeah. Yeah. To punch about. up yeah. in the air. Yeah. yeah. You don't actually do it. the only, yeah. you don't, um uh, that's the easiest way to do it yeah uh yeah. it's just uh i don't i can't think of uh of mick foley uh just to tie re- this to wrestling uh who obviously in wrestling wasn't a prototypical looking wrestler but he had like these characters he would play one of them he played um he played like this guy who wasn't near as good as these other two personas. And then one of his moves was like a shin kick. And it's what this reminds me <laughs> of, but he did a shin kick to show you that this guy's nowhere near as good as the other two guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you got this giant, like he man looking character, right? Like it's, it's, it's prototypical oh, yeah. muscle bound, uh, like '80s action star, basically. It's like if you had two Arnold Schwarzeneggers back to back. That's what yeah. the beefcake looks like. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, he, but he does these kicks. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's by far my favorite part of this game.
1: What well, what was it with games from this era? Like Terminator, or either Terminator? You just do a little piddly yeah. punch. Yeah. I
0: mean, in this one, your kicks don't feel weak necessarily, but they look goofy as heck. Yeah. They don't feel weak because they are devastating, apparently. <laughs> yeah. They explode They explode zombies <laughs> with one to Just, two kicks. With a kick to the shin. That's all you got to do. So remember that if we're ever attacked by zombies, shin kicks.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of other forms that are interesting, but I wrote them all down under gameplay so we could talk about yeah, those. Yeah. We'll save then. it.
0: We'll save it for then. Yeah.
1: Uh, graphically, I think my first impression was this is a kind of ugly game, but I actually didn't really feel that way after playing it a while. Taking into account that it was released in '89 for the Genesis, yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. It's not going to win any graphic awards or anything for the Sega Genesis's lifetime, but I think considering what it is when it came out, the fact that it's a port, all that, I think it looks, I think it looks pretty decent. Uh, there's definitely yeah. other games in the Genesis uh, lifespan that look way better than this. I mean, even pick any of the Sonic games for crying out loud. Uh, oh yeah, but you know, it's just. Uh, I think this game just needed to be. Like have a brighter color palette, I feel. I think it would have helped this game a lot. Because it feels almost I mean it's it's definitely got it's definitely has a color palette, but it feels almost muted kind of to me. Yeah. Actually there's several
1: things about this game that feel a little muted. Yeah. Uh, that brings us into music. So
0: music and sounds Let's get into air.
1: I'm actually kind of curious what you think about the music. I mean, I just said it seems a little muted, but before I share my thoughts, what did you
0: think about the music overall? I think that I would say that I I remember it, but it might just be because this is a game that I've kind of always known. I don't know if it's because it's good. Does that make any sense? I don't feel the music was fantastic. I kind of think that the two main voiceover lines you hear are way more famous than the music is. Yeah, uh, You know, yeah. the rise from your grave. And what is the, what is Ned, I call Ned. What welcome Ned to your say? doom. Yeah. Welcome to your doom. Those two things to me are way more fun uh, than the music ever could have been. Oh yeah. The, the
1: voice samples are great. Um, I did write a note about the music though, that it's understated, but moody. Like yes. it's not, yeah. it's not catchy, but it's also not super generic.
0: So I actually appreciated it more than I thought I was going to. I agree there. I don't see me searching it out ever but it definitely fit the game that it was supposed to fit into i think
1: while i was at the hospital with my dad today i put in an earbud just to listen to some of the music on its own and i skipped through the whole soundtrack it's only like 17 minutes um and there's a couple tracks that are just not very good but there's several that you know what i think uh yeah it's moody it's it's not there's nothing catchy about it, but I actually kinda like what they did with a lot of a lot of the music. Yeah. Um the boss music does not hold up on its own at all. I can't remember right. what I thought about it while I was fighting, but yeah, it does not hold
0: up very well. Yeah, I would agree there for sure. It's just uh Like the the main music you hear is the best music in the game.
1: Yeah, that first stage music really yeah. is the best. And there's another main stage music that's good too. It might have been level two, actually. That's pretty it's pretty good if you if you turn it up and just focus on it, but it's not catchy. It's, I appreciate that it's even like up through the whole Genesis life. It's a little different than most Genesis music. It is. Yeah. Cause it's not catchy, but it's also not like droning. Like, um, so many of these self-serious games were.
0: It's, yeah. Uh, that's another thing too, about this game. Um, it kind of fits all categories really is. I couldn't tell if this game was taking itself serious or not. It kind of felt that's true. Ways. It did feel both ways,
1: like uh, the, the like the voice samples, even.
0: You know, like I don't know, know. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know, like Ghost and Goblins is a obviously a very tough game, but also feel like it has a sense of humor about itself. You know, yeah. or, like your main character can get knocked down to his to his skivvies, as I said, yeah, <laughs> you know that type of thing. So it has fun with it. Uh, I don't, I can't tell with this one because it's such a out there concept that I do think is interesting and you can do something with, but you know, it's just, I couldn't tell if it really thought it was really a serious game or not. Um, to me, uh, I'm very curious. If, what do you think about this? Uh, and this kind of fits all categories too. The two games that this made me think of were uh ghost and goblins, like I said, and Castlevania, but I do think both those other games are, are better than this game. If I'm being honest,
1: yeah, I agree with all that. The uh, Yeah, the tone, I think, is close to like the original NES Castlevania a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking, yeah.
1: Yeah, not totally serious. Sort of like a sort of fun horror thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And you do get little um, quote-unquote cut scenes between levels and stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I are you ready to talk about gameplay then? Yeah, because so much of what I want to talk about, we'll just cover there. Yeah. So gameplay, uh, rise from your gameplay. Trevor, <laughs> did this game rise from its gameplay? Do you think? So all
1: you do in this game is walk left or right, jump, punch, and kick.
0: And you can't walk left for long because the screen will. It's a. It's a. Uh, that's true. That's <laughs> true.
1: That's true. Oh, wow. I almost forgot. Yeah, scrolling the whole time. Yeah. So you just got to keep going. That is very different. Even for an arcade game, that's not normal. Right. Uh, You know, it'll just knock you into enemies if you just stand there because the screen is scrolling the entire time. That sets it apart. And the other thing that sets it apart, I said you got to eat three beefcake steroid pills in order to transform into the beast. From what I can tell, you can never fight the boss until you transform into the beast. So it'll just keep looping the level and making you play more level if you don't Yeah,
0: you need to have the beast unlock or be the beast when you get to the bosses anyway. It's the only way you can fight them. Because yeah. if you're in a human form, you just can't do anything against them.
1: Well, I, I assume that's Ness that shows up and has the lightning bolts he shoots out. Yeah, that's what I assume too, yeah. So it seems like he's judging you. And if you've not turned into a beast, he won't let you fight the boss. And then you just keep going. Yeah. Because I actually saw like parts of the graveyard level that I hadn't seen before because I didn't collect the three orbs uh, when I got to that point. And so he just went away and then I kept
0: playing level. Which um, which actually uh something I brought up to you in our chat is um, this game. If you know what you're doing, which is not me or you, but if you know what you're doing, yeah. this game can be really short, actually.
1: Oh, yeah. it's It was straight from the arcade and it feels like it. it's five levels and they're short levels.
0: Yeah, I I watched after I played, I watched somebody a full gameplay and I could watch the full gameplay because it was like 15 minutes long.
1: (laughs) There's really not much game here if it wasn't so hard, honestly. Yeah. And I'll just go and say that like the gameplay is dirt simple and it's so simple that I think it's deceptively hard because you just you're taking hits constantly. Um, Like it doesn't feel cheap in the way Bayou Billy like you couldn't help but take hits. Yeah. But you're just going to take hits because the enemies will jump off screen and hit you or you'll just get overwhelmed. Um, and It's really hard. Of course, there's flying enemies because why wouldn't there be? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can punch and kick. And I'm not sure really what the difference is. It's just the normal human form. But you can also duck and, like, kick up to hit the flying enemies, yeah. which is pretty funny looking, too. Um, And you can jump and kick at the same time. It's, it seemed a little useful. But... Really, what you're going to do is collect these orbs because, so I have the forms written down here. And again, only five levels. The levels are totally flat. You're only scrolling. It's basically a beat-em-up, but it's totally 2D. You're only scrolling left and right. Yes. So you start as the human who just punches and kicks. You can collect one orb. You become the giant human, um, which is just the massive human that's stronger. And then if you collect a second orb, you become the superhuman, which is just a giant human that's even stronger. Yeah. <laughs> but if you collect all three, here's where it gets fun. Um, in the first stage, if you collect three orbs, you become the werewolf.
0: The punch button is like a blast bullet. It just. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Every beast form has different powers and every level has a different beast form. Yep yeah, five levels, five beast forms. I really appreciate that. that's I did like that too. That's a, I, I didn't personally get through all five levels, obviously, my playthrough, but I did watch it, and some of them look like a lot of fun to get to play with.
1: They cheated a little bit on the last two, which I'll get to, but
0: yeah, they most certainly did. yeah,
1: but the werewolf is definitely cool. And you get you mentioned the little cutscene showing you transform into a werewolf, you yes. um, know, <laughs> yeah, which is totally cheesy and un- unnecessary, but it's kind of cool looking. Uh, but you have basically bullet fists, and then if you press the kick button, you fly across the screen like an arrow, and you damage anything you hit. Yeah. Um, Totally necessary to fight the boss, but on that first boss, who's just like this giant, ugly, blobby dude, I'm not sure what he's supposed to
0: be. Yeah, he's like a weird... I don't even know how to really explain any of these bosses. They're no, all actually, t- I don't know. They either, all have a yeah. very distinct uh, uh, design to them, for sure. But
1: your your bullet fists are what you use. But anytime I tried to use the thing where you zoom across the screen, I would just get hit. So I
0: didn't use that much. Yeah, because you can't just hold it and keep going. Uh, it's like has a the, yeah. What would you, It has a span that it'll go, and then I he's never, like half a screen or something. Yeah, and I never timed it right myself either. It was no. really powerful. Like when you did hit yeah. somebody, it was pretty much an instant kill. But
1: yeah. Uh, and this boss, I don't really remember the other boss. I only remember one other boss, so that's why I'm going to talk about this one. He has these heads he launches out and they fall down on you. And I got hit a bunch. I did this boss several times, uh, because when I died and got a game over. And I still got hit a lot from these falling heads. Like you can dodge them for a while, but then it's like they get hard to dodge. Yeah. I guess you're supposed to duck and kick up like you would the birds. No, but you can't because you're the werewolf. He doesn't do that.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, uh you're I mean you got the projectile, which is what I used yeah. to finally beat him. But yeah. Um
1: He's beatable. I, He's just, you know, I lost a life every time. It seemed like.
0: Yeah. How far did you get into this? Game? What was the farthest so, you got? So we can talk
1: about using cheat codes because I have some comments about that. Oh, yeah,
0: without cheat codes. How far did but you get? But without
1: cheat codes, just legit, just playing regular Genesis version, I only made it to the second boss. So I didn't kill him. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> and even that was a
0: stretch. Like, it was hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Because I, I wanted to see how far I could get without uh, cheating or Using a rewind or whatever, you know, they kind of do with new ga- old games now. Yeah. And I got to the second boss, but he, he took me out like I was nothing. <laughs> the second boss is basically a bunch of eyeballs. Yeah. And you don't get very many lives in the first place either. No. Like I think you get two, uh, but each, yeah. Uh, but I do, in each life, I think you're allowed like three hits, I think, something like that.
1: Yeah. And then it's game over back to the title screen. So it's, it's pretty ungenerous with that. Which, again, in this era, they just didn't know what to do with arcade games. Because in the arcade, you put another quarter in. Yeah. But on the Genesis, they really should have an options menu to just choose more lives. Which, again, there's a cheat code. I'll get into that. But, oh, speaking of options, there's only three buttons and a start button. But I never found the freaking options menu in the game. It just always started when I pressed start.
0: Did I Do you have even an options it, menu?
1: I didn't even think about that, to be honest. I just hit start and played.
0: <laughs> so, huh.
1: I'll be honest. I'm thinking if you press start on the second controller, that must be how you do the two player
0: mode. Cause I didn't see an option to choose two player. That's a good point. I don't know. I never honestly didn't pay attention when I was playing it or watching it for that matter. I guess I'll go and bring up the only way I found an
1: options menu is if you press B and start, which is a super simple cheat code. I did it a bunch though, and it didn't work. You have to be very exact with your timing, but just press B and start and it pulls up the cheat menu and you can up your lives to five. You can choose the level and you can um, choose the difficulty. But spoiler alert, it starts with normal, and there's like hard and brutal. (laughs) So there's no easy.
0: So normal is is technically the easy. Yes. Which is what we were already playing on.
1: (laughs) But I did up my lives, and I eventually started using the level select, so I got to see all the levels. Yeah. But it just gets harder and harder, to the point that it's, I don't know,
0: it almost seems kind of pointless after level two. (laughs) Because every level, after you beat a level... Uh, Nef or Ned, whatever you want to call them, snaps <laughs> you back down to the original state. Yes. So you got to start each level at the the most weak state. You don't get to keep anything you already collected. No.
1: There's no strategizing like in Castlevania, where you try to make it to the next level with a certain weapon. Yeah,
0: you're you, gonna you, be bare bones again. Yeah, it's pointless to even think about it that way.
1: But the stage two, um, uh, morph. Well, I want to say anamorph. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Well. Uh... The That's a great.
0: Beast. I guarantee you, Animorphs was a really popular series when we were kids. Guarantee you, they they looked at this as inspiration. Oh yeah,
1: because it's so by far the coolest part of the game. There's not even a yeah contest. Oh, yeah, it's it's this what would, sets this game apart for sure. This will be the dumbest. I mean, I don't want to give much away, but this will be the dumbest game on the Genesis, and I mean that like almost in a literal sense, just like dumb in every sense. If you were just a beefcake and that was it. <laughs> yes.
0: Doing shin kicking, yeah, shin
1: kicking. yeah. <laughs> But I think maybe the stage two transformation is my favorite because it's the dragon. That uh, one was
0: that one was my favorite, too. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and go over the. Uh, so it's wolf dragon. And then what stage three
1: is the bear, which somehow I never got to be the bear. I played stage three, but I guess I didn't collect three icons. Yeah. Uh Oh, sorry. The dragon shoots bolts of lightning with punch. But it makes an electric field if you press the kick button that just zaps everything around you. Yeah. Which I but love. He, he
0: also moves a little different, too. He flies the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Which is very helpful, actually.
1: I really like the dragon. I wish you could just be him for more, but there's yeah. not much to the game anyway. So I guess, yeah, I guess you get to be them a reasonable amount of time. But the bear, the bear seems kind of the lamest, but I didn't get to play as the bear. But when you punch, he shoots a petrifying ball. That just instantly petrifies any enemy, which is yeah, kind of cool. I it kind of
0: turns them into stone,
1: basically. Yeah. Stone or wood, whatever
0: petrifies us. Did you
1: see his kick move? I would have liked to have done that. It said he rolls into a ball
0: and jumps super high, then damages enemies when he lands. Yes. Yeah. I saw, I didn't do it, but I, the video I saw, that person did it a couple times.
1: Stage four, I did play and did collect the orbs to become the were tiger. And this is where it starts to cheat a little bit because basically he's just the werewolf with a different shooting pattern.
0: Yeah, um, and he's not near as strong, oddly enough. You oh, would think yeah. that later on, like his punch move is like his um, uh, this orb that he throws out. And it's it doesn't feel near as strong as the wolves for some reason. I don't know why, but that's a weird way to go about it. Then the
1: last stage, which is <laughs> only five stages. It's such a short game. These are short levels. Uh, the golden werewolf. And this is a total cheat because he's just a stronger werewolf. Yeah, yeah. But I will say this: I did play the fifth level again by using the level skip code. Um, and good luck collecting three orbs on this level to transform to begin with. I oh, never yeah. collected a single orb.
0: Yeah, it's 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 tough because you got all the enemies coming at you, and you got to get to the orb, and you got to get it before it goes off screen, and before the screen goes out of <laughs> pushes you out of the way. Yeah. There's a lot working against you. And the, I think we said this there's blue wolves
1: I think are the only way you collect the orbs. Uh the regular wolves don't have orbs in them. It's just the blue wolves and they leave the screen if you don't collect them. But on this level every wolf is jumping like from a high level. Yeah. And it's annoying. They just hit you and run. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, yeah. it's such
0: a frustrating level. And I think I, it was I've, this yeah. I think this game I think he just <laughs> to build this game down to its essence is that frustrating is a great way I would explain this game.
1: You just kind of have to take it. I mean, that's just...
0: <laughs> yes. I would say starting from level two, really,
1: you just kind of have to take it. Yeah. Um. It was. It might have been level five. It might have been three or four. I don't remember. But they start putting pits like you have to jump over. And I swear some of them are just... Like, your jump is not that great. Like, I'm not right. sure how you're supposed to clear
0: some of these pits. I. I I'm sure somebody's done it where they went through this whole game, beat it, and never got touched. But I guarantee you, that's rare. Yes. Yeah, You're just going to get bit by something once or twice. With three
1: three lives, then a game over, without using some kind of cheat. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to pull up game FAQs. I meant to do this, just to see how users rated it
0: on difficulty. Um, While you're doing that, uh, like the playthrough that I saw, and obviously usually people who post on YouTube are... You would think like they're they're pretty decent, right? At these games, and this person was quite good, but they still took hits. They lost a life uh, in the later stages, uh, but they were obviously way better than I was. But that's just telling you how hard this game is.
1: Yeah. By the way, this game came out on a million systems. It's wild. Um, so <laughs> they rated it as just right slash tough. I don't think they're playing past the first level or
0: second level saying that. There's just no way. Guarantee it. I think first level is probably just right. Second level, I would say, is just right. Too tough territory. But then after that... Oh, yeah. After that, it's it's punishing. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, there is nothing else to the gameplay. Five levels. You only get to be the beast that's assigned to that level. Apparently, with the cheat code... You can actually choose what beast to play on any level, which is kind of cool. That's neat. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say the cheat codes for this game are so weird because this is such a well known like classic game, but it's like the if you go to GameFAQs, the the cheat codes are just sloppily written. It's like nobody's gone in and done really good codes to the point that I just thought they didn't work, but then they all of a sudden I got it to work for me. But all you do on the title screen is press B and start, and it brings up the menu where you can level select and stuff. But even then, I had a hard time sometimes figuring out, okay, did it work? Why am I going back to the first level? But the other thing, and this does work, and this is probably the game should have just included and not been a cheat. After you get a game over, if you press A and start, not B, but A and start, you get to start over from that level. It's like
0: a continue feature. Oh, okay. So. That's probably how the game should be played. Yeah, there's there's a lot of little things that I think I would change if I was making this game to come out today. Uh, that would be a great one right there. I would obviously, um, I would do something different with you if like if you have all these powers, uh, at then you make it to the next level. I think you should still have some of them. Um, yeah, because that's like not it's not kind of, the of a, best part of the game. Yeah, it feels it's really cheap to like you all the way back down to your uh, original weak self. Um, So that feels like I would change that somehow. Um, I think it'd be really neat to be able to choose which form, which monster form you're taking. Like let you be the one who is choosing, you know, well, I want to be the bear this time, or I want to be the dragon this time, you know, just like it's in a cheat codes, but have it in the main game. That would be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and I think the fact they put those cheat codes in there and they are technically two buttons. Like at least for the main cheat menu, kind of tells me they kind of knew. Yeah, you know they they the game was too hard on the Genesis. I did pull up the manual. Apparently, by the way, you're a brave and awesome Roman centurion who I guess had fallen in battle, so that's why you're rising from your grave. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. You're bow- you're bestowed with the powers of the altered beast. Okay, That's actually the power. So yeah, the controls are so simple. There's really no use to go over those. I was just curious if it included anything interesting.
0: Uh, spoiler alert for the end of the game. Oh. Uh, you do rescue the, uh, was is it Athena? Who's the, the Athena, one who's kidnapped? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. And she was in a form of a bird or a raven or something. And she transforms back into a, this beautiful lady. And that's how the oh. game ends. Oh my goodness. The, okay. the <laughs> The game
1: is so basic, but I guess because it is an early, such an early 16 bit game. They're even explaining how, like, the life gauge works. They call it a life gauge. It was literally just lives. Yeah. <laughs> and the power gauge is obvious. You take hits, you lose power, but it's just explaining it. There's a one-player versus two-player. You're actually playing with a partner since you'll fight together, and two Ultra Beasts are better than one. Also, they're explaining how a two-player game works. Like, I guess a two-player quote-unquote them up was not... Yeah. It's always, good when, it's
0: always good when you've done something a lot, and somebody comes along and explains to you how to do that thing you've done a lot. Like podcasts. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's
0: exactly what this is doing. Because it's such an <laughs> early co-op game,
1: is it a manifesto? It basically...
0: <laughs> it's oh god, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's basically the two-player game in this. It's basically it's basically kicking you in the balls because it says basically you work together, blah blah blah. However, winning and losing remains independent. Each player, each player's score is kept separately, and whomever loses all their lives will lose the game. The remaining player will battle and be victorious. So they're basically saying if you lose all your lives first, the other player wins. Yeah. That's that's totally unnecessary. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. That's weird. Talking about the spirit balls. (laughs) Holy cow. The wolf has two heads. I didn't realize that. It's really... They show an F there. Yep. He'll appear during the round several times to challenge you. He'll deal lightning, threatening, life-threatening blows. Oh, by the way, the life-threatening blows... The lightning, it doesn't hurt as far as I can
0: tell. Like, when if it Nick does, disappears... if it does, it's so little that it's like, yeah, I, it's pretty much obvious you're meant to be able to beat him at those little parts.
1: Oh, so oh, wait, wait, when he disappears like that, you can beat him.
0: No, I, thought I mean, he just was hanging out. I mean, like, you make him like when he disappears, if you're
1: um, um, like, he's not, he like... just
0: disappears though, like, you don't actually hit him, right? I, I couldn't tell. I was always trying to hit him, so I'd have huh. no idea. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't. I, you know I don't, what? I don't know if he shows up and if you don't do anything, he just leaves. I don't have. I have no idea. You know what? Apparently, you can. It says if you
1: defeat him the first time he appears in a around, you get a hundred thousand points, and it goes down from there. I didn't know you could even hit him. I thought he was just an annoying little cutscene, basically. Yeah. Well, anyways, it is a very detailed manual. It goes through every single transformation. Every single enemy, um, the bosses are all here, but I'm just going to skip down because I'm curious. So I want to talk about the bear. That's what they call the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about stage five. I wonder if it puts much in here because it's bonkers. So stage five, again, by using the level skip code, I played it. There's sawfishes. They're like a round fish that roll up into a ball. Yeah. The gory goats. (laughs) Yes. They're light on their foot. Light a foot. They box with powerful hooves. They are so annoying. Uh, There's rad boars. But here's what I really wanted to mention. The dark unicorn. There's unicorns that are just walking on two feet, punching you in the last level. Yeah. But also in the last level is dead, mangled human bodies. (laughs) Just all over the ground. I guess it's supposed to be the underworld.
0: I think it's what they're going for, yeah. With Nip slash Hades. (laughs) Here we go.
1: I knew it. This this is really what I was trying to get to. So it doesn't have all the cheat codes in here. But this was a thing that was done in this era. I'm pretty sure Adventure Island did something similar. When they make an arcade game that's too hard for consoles, and they don't want people to rent it and beat it in a single rental, It didn't come with a manual, obviously. The rental, 99% of the time, the rentals didn't have a manual. But if you bought the game and you actually wanted to be able to beat it, they give you, right here in the manual, the very last hint in the book, to continue when the game over screen appears, press the start button while pressing the A button, and you can resume play at the end of the last round. So it's right there in the manual. So that's great.
0: Yeah, but it should have just
1: been a part of the game without you even having to do that. Do not leave the game in direct sunlight or near a radiator you not bend, crushed or submerge.
0: <laughs> oh i yep. forgot a lot of those games said that about a radiator i don't know why i forgot about it yeah that. like it's a, just like normal was thing a, was it an epidemic of people leaving their game cartridges near radiators i guess so <laughs> uh, it's a pretty cool manual yeah i do love the old school uh, manuals all right well yeah. are we ready to get to our final scores trevor i think so all right final scores let's get adding to it Yeah, I'm
1: okay either way with this one. You go ahead.
0: All right, so Altered Beast is obviously a very iconic game. I think way more for the Genesis than it is for the arcades, in my opinion, because it was the first pack-in Genesis game. Uh, it's it's. I feel other games were either influenced by it or or vice versa. I can't tell when games were released, but I definitely feel early Castlevania in this and I definitely feel Ghosts and Goblins in this but those two games to me are better than this game is but this game is just so strange to review because some of the (laughs) things that it tries and does I think are very fascinating I like the fact that you can turn into different beasts and stuff that's really cool that's a cool incentive to keep playing to collect these orbs and to power up that's pretty interesting but then it'll turn around and take that thing you just earned and just strip it away from you. <laughs> so it's very frustrating at the same time. And this is definitely a game that I feel gets very difficult for sure. Um, this is a really hard one to review. I think it's definitely better than average. I can't give it a blow of five in good conscience because it's it's well-made. And the fact that it's a port of an arcade, I think for being an arcade port in an early arcade port i think it does a pretty decent job i haven't played the arcade one if ever i've definitely seen it in the arcade i can't remember if i've ever actually played it but um man i i'm going to give this i think it's a very solid six not gonna be talked up to a six and a half i i do think this game uh is held up by its uh rise from your grave is incredibly iconic i've there's a very famous podcast called last podcast on the left it's very very incredibly popular uh way more (laughs) listeners than men you could ever dream of uh but like their opening involves that like they have that in their opening right Like rise from your grave because it's just such an iconic thing for any of us who grew up with a sega genesis is is that line because it's the first line you hear in this game it's So you're going to get to hear it no matter what, if you have this game. Uh, So I think for that, uh, the music is actually okay. I I don't think it's awful. The boss music is not great, but the main music is is fine. The, The gameplay itself, man. The controls and stuff feel fine. It just gets so hard. And in fact, the matter is, I know it's a terrible move, but I really, truly love the shin kick. It's just so funny to me. (laughs) <laughs> that this big huge dude is doing shin kicks, so that's a positive. So I think a six is 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 fairly good for this. Uh, a lot of games I think did take influence from it and would improve upon everything this game was hoping to do. So I'm going to give this game a six, and I think I feel that's pretty fair. I'm really curious what you think, though.
1: Yeah, so I actually think to build off what you said, it's it's not just that it gets hard, but it's that there's really no nuance to it. So it's not like. um it's not really a satisfying hard. It's just a, it wants to kill you hard because there's no nuance here at all. This is make no mistake. This is a dumb game. Yes. Like yeah. it makes your average beat em up seem nuanced. You know, and, we're allo-
0: and we are allowed to say that as dumb people. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, dumb People recognize dumb when we see it. <laughs> it's just, it's brain dead, which isn't necessarily
1: a terrible thing. But again, even compared to an average beat em up, it is so simple. It's simplistic. It's not just simple. Um, so I think the replay value is low in that sense. At the same time, you can come back to it later because it is just dumb fun. Um, but but I do think that... Yeah, I do think it's just so simple that it almost is too simple by today's standards. Um, like the controls, there's new, they work, but there's no nuance there either. It's just it's like binary it's on or off <laughs> you're punching or you're not punching there's no yeah it's just so simple um it's also incredibly short five short levels to me this is an incredibly average even mediocre game that is bumped up a bit because arise from your grave because the an- the animal the animal transformations are just different because the uh the last level has unicorns along with dead mangled bodies. It's just weird. Um, So I'm actually, I actually think a six was more than fair. In fact, I was leaning towards a flat out five until you said a couple of things and made me think, I think this is like a five at best from a purely gameplay standpoint at best. But I do think it has enough charm and it gets a little bump for me just because it did. I don't know, it did uh, influence and leave memories with people, and I'm giving it a five and a half. Um, but, mind you, it's a five and a half that I don't think is an unfun game. It's just, it's dumb, and starting from level three on, it's almost, it is almost pointlessly hard if you're not using, like, safe states or cheat codes, because you're just going to get getting slapped around. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. Would I recommend it It's pretty cheap. like you can get it for ten to fifteen bucks. I did look that up, or there's a bunch of ways you can play it. yeah so it's it's a, literally, it's prim- literally on in any
0: Genesis collection you've ever seen, I guarantee you it's there. oh yeah,
1: so I recommend playing it that way. If you have a Genesis mini, just play it on there. Um, i I'll, I'll put it this way. The game's reasonably cheap at ten to fifteen bucks for an actual Genesis cart. I don't think there's ten or fifteen dollars worth of gameplay here. I don't
0: either. I, would, I, I think wouldn't there's, pay for the... Unless you're just a yeah. collector and you need it for your collection, right. I don't see the reason to get it.
1: Like, legitimately, there's just not much gain here. There's yeah. about $5 worth of gain here. And so for that, I give it a 5.5, but it's just barely a 5.5. Yeah,
0: but it, so it's just barely uh, RetroBliss approved. <laughs> yeah, it's fun it's, enough and goofy yeah. enough that it's RetroBliss it approved. It squeaks by. It squeaks by. Yep. So uh, there you have it. Like uh, a wet fart. Like Just like a wet fart, which we enjoy quite often. Is it a fart when it's wet, or are we on the verge of uh altering our beasts? <laughs> so you want some brutal honesty? Sure do. Right here in the middle of the podcast.
1: So after working my super long shift last night and heading down the mountain.
0: <laughs> this is gonna be great.
1: I stopped in the food line to get a couple of things. Uh food line's a grocery store. It sounds like an alter beast transformation. <laughs> but, stopped in the grocery store to get a few things. And this is really honest. My wife might listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I was in food line to get a few things that she needed and some of her favorite ice cream. Cause she's very pregnant right now. And I just try to be nice occasionally. Um, but I really, I really needed to go to the bathroom. My stunk, stomach was tore up and I was just so tired and exhausted. Like my social graces were all gone. So I would be on an aisle looking for something and there's nobody on the aisle with me. And I would just let a few you know, let a little gas out. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately somebody would come on the aisle and I'd realize, oh my God, this is horrible. This stinks really bad. (laughs) And so I would leave the aisle and not get what I was getting. (laughs) That happened three times while I was there. (laughs) And it was like, it would linger. It wouldn't go away. I'm like, good grief. And so finally I'm at the ice cream aisle and I just like, oh, my stomach's tore up so bad. So I just let a little out. And immediately this woman comes up behind me like squeezing around me trying to get the ice cream out of the freezer. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I just grabbed several flavors and just basically get out of that's there. That's
0: on her, though, I say. If she's going to get in right. a good personal space, that is on her. <laughs> and although we were literally the only two on the aisle,
1: and she said, do you smell that? I'd be like, that was you, not me. Yeah, uh, that's what I would have
0: done. <laughs> yeah, so the, that was, I was that's just a wise move. Uh, the other day I passed gas, and I thought it sounded like a velociraptor from Jurassic Park. I was very proud of that. You know where they do like, like, like that noise. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, Trevor, I think on, on that beautiful, beautiful <laughs> note from two beautiful men, I think it's time for a beautiful commercial. sixteen-bit arcade
1: graphics. You can't do this on Genesis does. sixteen. Montana free, Pat Riley free, Buster Douglas free, Super Monaco GP free, or Collins free. What
0: Nintendo? All right, now it's time for some fan feedback. I already have the uh, Instagram up. If you go to RetroBlitz Instagram, Trevor posts on there whenever we actually do stuff, and we got a <laughs> couple comments actually. All right. By Canoes... the way, I
1: only posted this two and a half hours ago. I apologize. <laughs> so we don't. Have but we line.
0: we got we did get comments though. We did. Canoe sixty four said, "Not familiar with this one. Just know you have to grab blue balls before you transform into the beast. Keep your mind out of the gutter." I don't know. You do have to grab blue balls. He's not wrong.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, Cartoonist Aaron said, I've only played Unaltered Beast. I I, I was
1: a little proud of my joke.
0: Yeah, Trevor did say, uh, I think that's the prequel, just called Regular Dude. Very good. Very proud of you. I'm glad we're friends. Uh, And then, of (laughs) course, Jerry Terrifying. Ah! (laughs) Almost missed it there. Almost missed it. (laughs) but wise from your grave because maybe that's how it sounds to him uh like (laughs) elmer fudd saying it uh but there we have it instagram trevor what's happening over on facebook
1: well we do we got two comments on facebook uh in the three hours i allowed y'all to see this retro ohio gamers said one of my fave games the best digitized voices ever rise from your grave and i do think this is gonna sound harsh but i do think this is a game best remembered that way not because it's terrible, but because it just doesn't quite hold up completely.
0: Right, but he's not wrong in that, that Rise From Your Grave is very iconic. Super, yeah, super iconic. Christopher
1: Kellogg. Um, oh, by the way, Christopher Kellogg, I meant to, sorry, I meant to send this message privately, but I'm just going to say it on the air. Oh. If I can tell a fart story, we can tell this. Uh, We got a box of uh, Kellogg's uh, Special K with strawberries the other day. Uh-huh. And there was not many strawberries. Like, they really cut down on
0: strawberries. I would be complaining. I well, would yeah. be comp- um, I will, And I'll take the yeah. other side of this. I got a box of Frosted Flakes with marshmallows, and it was delicious. <laughs> I didn't know they had those. It's amazing. Highly Frosted recommend. Flakes are amazing on their own, honestly. Yeah, they are. But you They're throw in marshmallows, and it's twice as good.
1: Well, so anyways, Christopher Kellogg, you can send me a replacement box. But he did say... <laughs> I wanted this game, but never had it. I'm sure if it was one of the first games I played for the system, I would have fallen in love. I've gotten around to playing it, but it just doesn't hold up for me. It's too primitive. There are much better games in the genre. Curious to hear your review and history with it. Honestly, I think that's our review right there. It's it's a little too primitive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. So that was our feedback. Thank you all for being on the ball. Uh, I'll try to post more ahead next time, but uh, that is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there you have it. There's our fan feedback. But now, Trevor, I think it's time for everybody's favorite retro gaming-related game. Board game. No board game. What would you call this? Game show. Game show. That's the word I was trying to think of. Game show. That, of course, is the best best square Quizzer. quizzer.
1: I'm going to start out with this one. Find the bargain. All right. All right. So this is,
0: I got to put it in my head. Bargain means cheaper. Bargain means cheaper.
1: Yep. Cheapest item is it a, a sealed copy of altered. Okay. I can't do this one first. Just kidding. Cause it gives away one of my other
0: <laughs> questions.
1: <laughs> all right. Your first Rewind. question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I can't wait to get that question because my phone kept auto-correcting a certain word, and I, I'm just going to read it as it auto-corrected it. And I didn't, <laughs> so, I didn't type, I, I typed these with my fingers, I didn't say them out loud. Okay, sweet, alright. But, uh, alright, what's one reason listed in IGN's The History of Sega that Sonic the Hedgehog replaced Ultra Beast as the pack-in game? So according to The History of Sega from IGN, why did Sonic the Hedgehog replace Ultra Beast? Was it A, Western audiences were finding Ultra Beast too difficult? B themes of zombies and magic were not popular in the bible belt c steroid use was on the rise in america and sega of america was worried over the beefing up and pill popping
0: all these sound very <laughs> like they could be it yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go with the first one though no it was actually they stated that
1: themes of zombies and magic were not popular in the bible belt
0: well i'm for sure would have so that's the one you made up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was really hooked on the pill popping thing because I just realized that's exactly what you're doing in this game. You most certainly are. All right, Trevor. Number one, Mr. Beast is a famous YouTube influencer. And I do believe he's from North Carolina, actually, but he's very, very famous. How many subscribers does he have on YouTube? Oh, God. Just try to make me
1: hurt myself, aren't you?
0: You get within. What do you think's fair? Percentage wise, uh, 10%. All right, if you get within 10%, you got this. How many subscribers?
1: Yeah, so we don't really, I mean, we technically have a YouTube, we don't really. I would like to think we might have two or three hundred subscribers if we really focused on it.
0: <laughs> Maybe, yeah.
1: Um, I know one of my favorite, the Dice Tower, who's like the biggest, you know, board game channel as a board game fan. They have like 311,000 subscribers and they're considered huge in the world of board gaming. Yeah. But there's literally people who peel potatoes that have like a million subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to guess I'm just going to go 110% is going to be really hard. I'm going to go 140
0: million. All right. I am proud of you because you, you didn't get it, but you're closer than I thought you would get. 187 million.
1: Oh, man. Wow! Yeah, that, that just makes me. Uh, that's ridiculous. the whole idea
0: of influencers. I, I will say, he de- makes me lose hope. I will say, in his defense, he does do a lot of charity stuff. That's good, but I know, what like you even the word, even the word influencers, just is cringe to me. But yeah, but I think it's because me you're old, <laughs> old and
1: senile. Yes, yeah. That's it. yeah. But,
0: all right, what's your number? Right, zero
1: for zero. Your second question, which, and this is why I couldn't get the other question yet. Which is not a real Altered Beast game. So, spoiler alert, there's only three Altered Beast games ever released that I could find. I mean, there's tons of re-releases, but... Of course, there's the original. But which is not real. Altered Beast, Guardian of the Realms. Altered Beast, Manga Artist Teacher. Altered Beast... Sorry, Project Altered Beast. So, Altered Beast, Guardian of the Realms. Altered Beast, Manga Artist Teacher project altered
0: beast the manga artist teacher is the one that obviously stands out here but i feel like it's a red herring like it's because it's the one i originally were like obviously it's that one but it feels like it's too obvious because <laughs> it's so weird like if you thought of that one i kudos to you i'm very proud honestly i would be truly proud of you if you thought of that one so i want to go with the first one even though i, I don't feel good about it hey
1: well i guess you could be proud of me <laughs> Did
0: you make
1: that one up? Yep. Yep. Manga artist teacher. It was so uh,
0: ridiculous that I thought yeah. that, that had to be real.
1: <laughs> I thought you would think that can't be made up.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but no, Guardian of the Realms was a Game Boy Advance game. And Project Ultra Beast is a PlayStation 2 game that came out in Europe and Japan, but got canceled in North America. I watched videos of it, and it's kind of what you think it'd be. It looks like a dumb 3D PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. That really probably doesn't hold up very well. That's the feeling I got from it.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So one of us needs to make a question eventually. All right, here you go. Number two. I found a list of the most famous cryptids, and of course those are your Bigfoots and creatures like that in uh per state. Like each state had their most famous cryptid. What is the most famous cryptid in North Carolina? And you do have I, some choices.
1: I was hoping you'd say North Carolina, because I think I know it, but go All ahead. Right.
0: Is it A and this is according to this website? Is this uh, A the Selbyville swamp monster? is it b skunk ape is it c the beast of bladenboro or is it d sinkhole sam good lord i thought it was bigfoot <laughs> so i guess i don't know it all right uh, well here's a, i'll give you a little hint too uh when it comes to cryptids uh, and i know this because this is a field that i look at quite a bit i'm very fascinated by it a lot of your bigfoots are given special names in areas like they're not just uh, called bigfoot oh yeah they're not just bigfoot All right, real quick, because I was just waiting for you to say Bigfoot. Read them off again. (laughs) All right, the Selbyville Swamp Monster. Okay. Skunk Ape, the Beast of Bladdenboro, or Sinkhole Sam. I'm going to go Skunk Ape, because I've heard of that. The reason you've heard of Skunk Ape is because that's what they call Bigfoot in Florida. Ah. So the answer is C, the Beast of Bladdenboro. Well, Well, this is your last chance to get a question right. So far, we're both losers. I think I know how this one starts. (laughs) <laughs> I got to
1: find the bargain. Find the bargain. <laughs> All right. So, which is the cheapest? A, a seal. Oh, so here's where I tried to type this right, but my phone was determined I was going to type it this way. So, I'm just going to read it this way. Is it a sealed copy of Altered Breast for the Game Boy Advance? <laughs> 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 I retyped Altered Beast three times and it kept saying Altered A so 100%
0: hundred okay. percent. there's some really terrible porn parody of Altered Beast that's called that 100% <laughs> right? it's like a sentient single breast
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man
1: so a sealed copy of the GBA Altered Breast Gang B a collection of three new in the box Altered Carbon Funko Pops I don't know anything about that show but I think it's a show yeah, I think so it is, too. A yeah. collection of three of those Funko Pops. Or C, a new-in-the-box Transformers Transmetals Beast Wars Optimus Primal. <laughs> Which is
0: the cheapest is what I'm Which trying is to find. So the
1: Sealed GBA game, Sealed Funko Pops, or the Sealed Transformers Transmetals
0: Beast Wars Optimus Primal. <laughs> so I do know that Transformers Sealed, like there's rabid community that collects those. Uh, obviously, I know about Funko Pops, so I collect those. I can't remember because it's that's not a property I'm very familiar with. So I don't know. I'm going to go with Altered Beast being a cheap one. So that was
1: $220. Uh, the sealed Altered Beast for Game Boy Advance. It's not an expensive game. It's just because it's sealed. Uh, the The Optimus, <laughs> Optimus Primal, I guess it's like a metal version of a Transformer. Uh, $8,500 was the asking price. So. Good God. Yeah. However, the set of three Funko Pops was only 60 bucks. So you did not get uh, it. That was my second. I, was, I knew I yeah. should have went there. All right. no, that, was a, that was a very hard question. So I have a chance to get one and be yep. less of a loser.
0: I think you have a chance with this one. Okay. I really do. All right. Which is false about Disney's Beauty and the Beast? I'm talking the animated one here. Okay. And which is false about Disney's Beauty and the Beast? A. Three of the songs earned Oscar nominations. B. Angela Lansbury loved the original demo of the song "Beauty and the Beast." That's the one that she sings. And C. bell made cameos in other Disney animated movies. One of these is not true. Which one's not true?
1: I'm just going to go with my gut and say that Angela Lansbury did not love it.
0: Trevor, did three not of love the, the song. songs, three of the songs did earn Oscar nominations. Bell can be seen in another movie called The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Angela huh. Lansbury did not like the original demo of Beauty and the Beast, so you are correct. Apparently, the original demo of that song, which is a very famous song, obviously, was she said it was very much like a rock song which she huh. it. And I couldn't imagine Angela Lansbury singing over a rock song, so good choice. I think they made the right choice there. But, Trevor, you win Bliss Quiz. All right. I got one right. <laughs> yeah. One, one out out of six zero. questions. <laughs> we're answered correctly today. We're good at this. Oh man, we're very good at this. I think
1: we're just better at writing questions, questions than answering them.
0: Yeah, I was very proud of my questions today. That was a solid bliss quiz. I give it. I give it an eight point five. I, I I agree with you there. An eight yeah. eight point five easily. I actually put effort into this one. Very proud of. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every question
1: wasn't. Uh, what's this cost
0: on eBay? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got close to that, that, but I tried to do a little better. You did. You did. You did better. All right. So <laughs> All thank right. you for listening. We appreciate all you blisters out there. Uh, We promise that we can't help the schedules that we're dealing with, um, especially with other stuff going on in our lives on top of our schedules, like on top of Trevor's uh, work schedule. Got other things going on on top of that. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. uh, You're about to have a baby soon, so that's going to change a lot of stuff too. So just know that going in. We're going to get you episodes. We love doing this show. Uh, We love the blisters out there. It feels awesome that people listen to us. So, We will continue doing this show, but we just don't know. We can't promise it's going to be every week. (laughs) Like, it's just not feasible anymore with our schedules and making them work. But we do, we swear that we will try to get these to you when we can get them.
1: We swear.
0: We swear. And in fact, we're already trying to think of an end of the the year episode to have fun with. Uh, Go check out our Patreon at some point. We will finally catch up there, I'm sure. we, (laughs) uh, We appreciate all your patrons there, even you. Uh, Joseph, I know what you said. (laughs) And I'm just mad because he's completely right. So thank you for listening. I just want to say real quick,
1: uh, to interrupt you, uh, it's a good time to join Patreon because if you haven't joined, you've got all the back ones to listen to, and you're going to get a dump of a bunch as we try to catch up. So you're going to have a lot of new stuff to listen yeah. to because we are listen- catching up. We're not cheating y'all. So it's going yeah. to be a dump of a bunch of episodes. <laughs> and if you
0: listen to us, you know, we know our way about dumps, about oh, yeah. ta- especially taking them. So thanks for listening. Appreciate all you out there. Um, and remember, rise, rise from, from your grave.